Welcome in to another edition of the Par for the Court podcast. You're... It is October 6th. 2022. You, you keep getting the date wrong. Go ahead, though. Do you know the reason you why? keep getting the date wrong. I knew you were going to do this. Say it's the not, date. It's, Say the date. It's presently October 5th, but it will be posted on October 6th when it is meant for the listeners to listen to it. How about Don't that? Don't make the mistake again next week. I'm serious. We are now doing our Western Conference preview. Of course, uh, same as for the East. We're going to do 10 through 1 seeds because the rest don't matter. And ooh, it's like now nah, the rest. They're all going to be the wobbling rest, for Wembenyama. The rest are going to get a Victor or a Scoot Henderson. Is that the saying this year? Wobbling for Wembenyama, or am I tripping? I haven't heard that, but if you if you're in those circles, you maybe know, I go, made that up, or somebody, go all go all in on that. Somebody might have said that. Yeah, maybe maybe you should dream. Um, yeah, so we're gonna do our segments on the back half and get into some things we'd like to fit in, and that'll be that. Let's go. For the court podcast. Okay. Um, starting off with our Western Conference top 10 seeding. I think we should start with 10. That's how numbers go if we do a countdown. Well, before we go into all that, just wanted to talk about an observation I had going through these rankings. Is that right? It's something I thought about even during the East rankings that we did. You know, going through the teams East and West and making these top 10 lists. You, you just realize how deep the league is this year, and yeah. it's just never been this deep. This isn't a, a hot take. Many people have said this, yeah, and it's been out there. But it's it's very clear how deep the league this, this how deep the league is this year, yeah. and how talented every roster seems to be, top to bottom. Yeah, that's why expansion is just inevitable. Expansion is inevitable. But going off of that, there really only is a few teams that are true title contenders this year yeah i agree every team has talent but there's only a few teams that are really constructed and ready to win titles this year those teams being bucks warriors Sixers, celtics heat nuggets nets lakers clippers suns mavericks and the grizzlies that's a lot those those are teams. Uh, I'm some talking, of those i wouldn't say some of not say. not just this year but like over the next five years this is this is macro i'm talking here over the next five years i think next those, five years you could add a lot of teams in there no too. i don't i really don't think you can those are the title contenders. Then there's teams that are truly building to contend for titles. Teams that are actually yep. out there doing things, actually developing, and not just sitting there taking, yep. doing things like that. Those teams being the Pelicans, Pistons, Wizards, Hawks, Cavs, Raptors, Knicks, the Thunder too, but they're, they're very, very far out. Well, Wizards are contending this year. No, they're not. <laughs> they're contending to make the playoffs. And I think all of these teams on this list are all right now contending to make the playoffs. Yeah. Even though they're making an earnest effort. Now, four or five years ago, teams that made an earnest effort to make the playoffs. Good chance they might make they it. They made the playoffs. It wasn't a good chance. They made the playoffs. Yeah. All those teams I listed right there four or five years ago, probably top seven, top yeah. six teams. I mean, like, in the my, my 10th seed, I think if it were 2015, I think they're at least oh, six seed. For sure. Same with me. Yeah. So um, the, the question I'm asking here pretty much is, the teams that I listed in the second group, do they truly think they can win titles in the next five to seven years? Or yeah, of, well, of course. Is the league just this deep with talent now that teams, all teams are going to be this good? Night in, night out, everybody's going to have a tough time getting a win in the NBA. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's all about, with that second part of your question, I think it's all about effort, uh, the intentions of each team's. 
Um, you know, do they really want to win? Want to go hard? Um, you know, because each roster they're gonna they're gonna have a feel for that. What their team really wants um, out of this season, and that's gonna you know dictate their effort, honestly. But I do think that a lot of teams in that second group you said do genuinely believe they have a chance of winning a championship, you know, this year because that's just how a lot of you know higher ups are geared for delusion. Uh, thinking, you know, whatever they did was the best, you know, with, uh, I see that in like the Timberwolves, no offense with the Wizards a little oh, bit. I forgot to add the Timberwolves on my contenders that aren't really contenders. List. Yeah. Um, Mavericks, no offense. I just don't think the Mavericks are there yet. Um, I, over look, look at Dodgers as a future mega superstar. But you can't say there. over a five year period because anything can happen. No one would have said in 2014 that the Cavs in a five year period would win the championship yet. They did. You know, you can't say that. So I don't like that five-year. I'd say three-year, that'd be better suited. But, yeah. Okay. Next question on this. These teams that are building up to become title contenders, that second group again, is this core that they're building going to stick together long enough for them truly to have something? I think we're seeing a big switch. Or is it more so just different cores are being built up every year type of thing, and everybody moves in the NBA every year? I think those that build through through the draft and have a history of building the draft, they are the ones that are going to be, you know, having that core stick together. And those I are the that teams that win titles. Sometimes. I think I was thinking about Minnesota a lot uh, mm-hmm. doing this prediction stuff, and I was, like, thinking, do I see them winning a championship in the next three years? Definitely not. And I was Definitely thinking about their not. timeline because Gobert's younger than you think. He's only 30 years old. But with how, you know, not deep they are. Like, I, I think Edwards and Cat are going to stay there for a long time. Um, Edwards? Yeah, 1 million percent I do. You think Edwards is like, I'm Minnesota through and through? Um, I wouldn't say that, but I'm going to say that the Timberwolves are going to be so reluctant. For one thing, they're going to give him all the money in the world. The yeah. other thing is they're going to be so reluctant to trade him away even for— I don't think it'll be a trade. I think it'll be— they're gonna make no. They're gonna agency. they're gonna never let him get it to be a free agent. They're always gonna extend him. Um, okay. After getting after giving up Jimmy, I just don't think they're gonna be. I mean, after that practice, Jimmy had to go. I guess, but yeah, okay. I yeah, I do think more teams are gonna have their core stick together. I see that trend starting. Okay. Um, I kind of disagree, but okay. Well, I disagree with you. Let's get into our top tens. What do you say? We're just going to end on a disagreement there? Yeah, I don't have a problem with being not in agreement. Okay, you're just going to... you're not right all the time. You're just going to completely contradict the constant NBA trend of movement? I just say that I'm seeing a trend of teams that get dra- that draft their core, they're going to stick together more. That's what I'm thinking. All right. That's what I think. So thank you. Well, when we do this pod in five to seven years... Five to seven years. We'll bring this clip up. We'll see how everything went. For sure. Okay. At the 10th spot, who do you have? Portland. So do I. So do I. Um, my main thing about Portland was I was looking at their starting five, and if you account for a jump with Anthony Simons, you're like, you know, this is a pretty decent starting five. But then you look at their bench, and you're like, damn. Yeah, you're like, what are they going to do? Wait, who do they have again? And the other thing I was thinking about, Portland's injury history with Yusuf Nurkic, yeah. Dame Lillard. I mean, 
these guys, these just aren't really guys that, you know, you can, you've been able to rely on a lot heavy. They're looking for big contributions from players like Justice Winslow, Nazir Little, Trenton Watford. And if you think that's bad, that's bad. They're, they're front court depth. Yeah, they got Josh Hart. Yeah, Josh Hart, I like. Josh Hart's a guy you but can Josh count Hart's on. But Josh Hart's not your third best player. Yeah. That can't be it. I, would, I, don't, I don't think he is the third best player. He's not. He's definitely not. What? It's Lillard, it's Nurkic, and then who? Um, wow, you're pretty disrespectful. Who? Jeremy Grant and Anthony Simons and Nurkic are all before Josh Hart. I listed Nurkic. Yeah, I know. You did say Nurkic, but you didn't say Jeremy Grant. Okay, I you forgot didn't say about Anthony Grant Simons. and Simons. How, can you, how on earth can you forget the about the $100 million and third, man, Anthony Simons. Second and third best bad. players. Um, well, yeah, their, their front court depth, Drew Eubanks and Greg Brown III are backing up Yusuf Nurkic. Eubanks is a Spurs staple. Yeah. What happens to players after they leave the Spurs? They get unhinged and less, less good. They're happier. I don't, that's debatable. That's yeah. debatable. Because guess, guess what? Jonathan Simmons. Life. Remember Jonathan Simmons? Yeah. His happiness went down because guess what? He wasn't in, in, in the NBA anymore. He got that check, though, from the, Philly. What's the faces? The, nope. He was Orlando, up Orlando, Orlando, Orlando. There you go. They he traded six, him. $64 million from Orlando. But, yeah. Um, bench, scary. And when you count the bad health reputation of the, the Blazers as a whole, it's not looking great. Gary Payton II, for some reason, is like the most Blazers player ever. I totally agree with that. Um, and that was like their – dude, that if was that's big your off-season big offseason – yeah, if that's your big offseason signing and they're like, yeah, no, we're, we're all in. Like all the, in on what? The past three or four years, the Blazers have continually made like lateral moves. Yeah. They almost made like moves backwards this offseason. Yeah, I agree. Time. And there's also, like, they were almost in my 10 spot by default because there's kind of a clear cutoff of teams yeah. in the West that wanted to win and teams that are just aren't going to. The Spurs, 100%. Rockets, Jazz. Everyone else doesn't want to win. Thunder. And who else is going to be down there? You know what I would say, though, about the Blazers? The Kings are going to be down there, obviously. They are going to have... One um, of the, go ahead. They're going to have... It's, and this is guaranteed, like, it's inevitable... Because they're going to make the plan. I think they're going to make the plan. They think they're bound to. Honestly, like I was split on my 10-9. But there's going to be a game that's like pivotal. Pip, pivotal. Pivotal, pl- pivotal game. Pivotal in the play-in race that Dame will be hitting a game-winning step-back three or deep three. And he's going to have a new iconic celebration. And that's going to be all big time. And Dame is going to retire as a Colts-followed player that everyone loves his swag and you know, his moves in his bag, but he never really won. Can I anything. give the Kings an honorable mention as my 10 seed? Yeah. Well, the Kings are my 9 seed. Really? Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm going to so give go the, ahead. the we, 10 spot goes to the Blazers and Kings for me now. Well, we're going to honorably mention the Kings at my 9 spot. Uh, who's your 9 spot? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota's your 9 spot? That's, yeah. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. They won't get out of the play-in because no Patrick Beverly. Yeah. Now, despite me putting the Kings at nine, I I like them. I like them uh, very. They have good a amount. lot of guys. Um, they're just young, and they do have a lot of guys. Like I, there's so many singular guys on that team that I like. Um, the Malik Monk pickup, love that. Uh, Keegan Murray is going to contribute right away. I mean, he's 22 years old. Yeah, he's, he's as old a, as their whole entire. He's going to get a lot of time. He'll have a lot of big yeah, opportunities. Hundred percent, and I love their front court depth too. They got Rashawn Holmes, Alex Len, and of course Demonis Sabonis. Again, we don't condone hitting women or anything, which is why we're not big Rashawn Holmes fans anymore. 
we're just we just we just don't like it. Don't hit women. Also, Kent Bazemore ready if needed. Kent Bazemore is always ready if needed, and you know, dude, that's like that was more so an acquisition for the cheerleading team down in Sacramento. You know, because yeah, he's, he's just he's, a veteran guy. Well, he's, he's really, dude. He's really good at cheer. Knows Steph Curry. He does knows know Steph LeBron. Curry. Yeah, he, dude. He knows David Lee. Left-handed. He uh, he probably knows Kevin Durant. Sucks his shirt into his sweats, which is always a great move. He has negative swag. Definitely a bit poor effect on the swag as far as the Kings go. No, nah, but like this roster, I feel like is a lot of guys that have something to prove. Yeah, and they're not necessarily guys that are really. I'm I'm not gonna say solidified NBA players, but solidified. Your next contract is going to be big. I don't think. I, I think, think there's there's a lot, there's a lot of guys like Malik Monk's playing for big money here. He got it. He just signed. He got a good contract. Bigger like, money. I'm yeah, saying. you're right. You know, like you know what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah. And the one thing that was uh, really bad about the Kings, they scored well, but they had a terrible, terrible defense last year. I think it was 26 or something like that. Mike Brown's a good defensive coach. He's like he he's a good defensive coach. Yeah. And just him instilling good principles in them, I mean, that's going to go a long way. And I just I see, I mean, having Demonis Sabonis on the court automatically your offense is going to be decent because the ball's going to move through him, and yeah. you're going to get good looks with that. At least you can get a decent post up look every single play. Um, but just the coaching staff putting more of an emphasis on defense that alone is going to carry them at least to middle of the pack as far as defense goes. And if they score as well as they did last year, that's going to account for some. That's going to equate some wins. So yeah, Timberwolves. Yeah, I mean, another team that didn't really make a lot of moves to improve themselves. That's okay. That's um, that's debatable. Very extremely debatable. Some might didn't make be a lot really of, up in arms in that. Didn't make a lot of moves to improve themselves. That's why I said it's debatable, and some might be up in arms. I mean, people can put their arms up. Now, here's what I have to say about that. Say it. I think that years down the line, Minnesota fans are going to be cursing – the name that is Rudy Gobert because of how costly this move is. The one big problem with this move this year mm-hmm. is how little depth they have. They traded away All three rotational guys, three rotational guys, one of which, Patrick Beverly, was of huge impact to their team. I mean, huge. Um, he, <laughs> we don't even, <laughs> I'm not talking about Patrick Beverly. I'm not. Um, why? Why? Because, dude, last night I saw the clip of after the play and win, and he was like crying. So, so funny. No, it, it like honestly when it happened, I was like, hey, let him rock. There's gonna be but, kids in 2050 watching that, being like, wait a second, they didn't win a title, bro. Like, no, it boggled my mind yeah. thinking back because like how insignificant it feels now that they were in the playoffs. It's crazy how silly that all looked. Yeah. Dude, he was he was freaking crying. Oh my gosh. But yeah. And here's the long-term problem. Bench depth. You either need to sign free agents or you need to trade. Yes? Are we in agreement here? I would agree. They gave the castle to Gobert in that extension. Towns is on a crazy deal. They need to make sure they have cap space to extend Anthony Edwards, like I said, because they need to keep him forever, how his potential is. The other way to get good guys is you— There's also money you tr- in Delos pockets. That's yeah, kind of crazy, exactly. too. The other way to get good guys is you trade for them. You know how you trade for them with assets. They don't have any player assets they want to give up. You know what assets there are? Picks. Oh, wait. 
They don't have any because they, they traded none. five first round picks They're in total to in the Jazz. Utah. I mean, that's crazy. And again, Gobert is only 30, but again, do you see this group winning a championship in the next three years and that's gonna be the start of Gobert's decline? No. Not a good not a good idea. This isn't good. So their their top three players contract wise, Gobert thirty eight million. Yep. Thirty eight next thirty eight next year. Cat thirty three million. D'Angelo Russell thirty one million. Yeah, that's not good. That's ninety million on three very unproven guys. Yeah. Dude, they got way no, Towns is proven. They got way too. To what degree, dude? They got they got so greedy after the t- one taste of playoff, uh, you know, action they got, and they were like, "Oh, we gotta go all in right now, dude." Just trust the process. Well, it's if they it's, kept the no, same it's core, even, it's the new owner just being, like, "Hey, I did something." That's what I'm saying. Like they got they got too greedy. They got too greedy. They're like, "Oh, it's I'm, not, I'm it's gonna not make even moves. greedy." It's just like, "Oh, I have this. I'm gonna do something with it now." I think there's greed in that. hundred percent. I think there's greed in that. Dude, you got, you see, dude, like, there's, why are you rushing the process? Trust the process. The Timberwolves fans were happy with that taste of playoffs, and they were probably going to make the playoffs again. Like yeah. you said, I don't even think this makes them much better at all, if at all, like you said. So, yeah, I have Timberwolves eight spot. Well, as much as it does help them in some aspects, it hurts them just as much. Yeah, because how are you, you're going to play them together? A lot crunch time. It's it's that's gonna be hard yeah, with today's NBA. Yeah, um, yeah. That and then the just the amount of assets they lost, just like we talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, their their bench scoring. They need Austin Rivers and Jordan McLaughlin to be really good. Yeah. Um, who's your eight seed? The Lakers. The Lakers. Hate to say it, but like, huh? Um, you know. Okay. It was like they made moves. But every move, I was like, um, they okay. got him. They got him for they sure. They signed. They signed Schroeder. Okay. They're gonna need Kendrick Nunn to be electric from the outside. See, just making that statement to me is like, I know they're gonna. No, they're gonna need him to be a knockdown shooter. They're really gonna need Austin Reeves to be a knockdown shooter. So yeah, you, you hear the names you're naming. I know it's. Really I think worrisome. almost I almost think putting them at the eight seed is a stretch, and I um, only did it because they have the greatest player to ever touch a basketball okay. team. Okay, well, when we get to where I have the Lakers, um, I will tell you. Well, we'll, we'll just I'm not going to say where I have them. I'm not understanding why the Pacers deal didn't so, ever happen. Well, I'm hearing more and more traction that it may actually come about, and if yeah, that but, Pacers deal does happen, then I have them at the four spot. Yeah, that's a way better team. Yeah, of course. Um, and hopefully it does happen because the NBA is a better league when the Lakers are good and when LeBron is in the mix. Um, yes. But, yeah, there's just really a lot of – there's health concerns because they need Anthony Davis to play at least 60 games, and that's that's one that's, – that's for sure. That's a tall order. And that's a tall order. That's right. Um, so, yeah. If the Pacers deal does not go down, trouble for the Lakers. Um, not, I'm not going to say trouble, but it's just going to be... Well, trouble for Lakers fans, I'll say that. Um, seventh seed. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to talk a little bit more on Lakers. Well, I have them later on. We could talk more then. Okay, fine. My seventh seed is the Dallas Mavericks. You didn't say your eighth seed. Yeah, I did. My, my eighth seed was the Timberwolves. We were talking about them when you had them your ninth seed. Okay. My seventh seed is the Dallas Mavericks. Mavericks. 
Um, okay. This Mavs team is really questionable for me. Uh, I The problem is that they are going to need Spencer Dinwiddie to have extremely good production with the loss of Jalen Brunson. And uh, You're forgetting that Tim Hardaway Jr. didn't play last year. He didn't play a lot in the back half of the season, in the yeah. postseason. But he's not, he's not amazing. He's not a, an amazing creator. He's a really good but shooter. But I think Dinwiddie and Tim Hardaway Jr. can split the production that Jalen Brunson created. Yeah, the problem is, like you said, Tim Hardaway Jr. did miss a lot of last season with an injury. So Dinwiddie also has a very bad injury history. And those aren't really guys you can put a crazy amount of faith in to be on the court all year long. Um, they're really not deep at all. Um, and as we saw in the playoffs, the Mavericks need to shoot lights out in order for them to win. And if they have a bad shooting night, it's probably going to be lost. That's why they load up on players like Reggie Bullock and Dorian Finney-Smith. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, whom I do really like. But Christian Wood, he's already causing a little bit of problems, which I, I hate because I really like what him. What problems was he causing? Why am I not knowing what problems he was causing? Oh, um, everyone on earth knew that he was going to be six man. He was going to come off the bench. He had a problem with that? And when they asked him about that, he said, I had no idea. I had no knowledge of this. I did not know it at all. And he tweeted a question mark and like LMAO or something like that. Um, to me, that's just the most insane thing you can do as a player. To dude, outwardly. When the trade happened, everyone was like, oh, he's probably going to come off the bench. Um, be a bench yeah, scorer for that. Because like know. I said, they need bench scoring. Um, but yeah, I obviously am accounting for a jump from Luka. Um, a lot of people think he's going to win MVP. You know, I don't, but a lot of people do. Skinny Luca. Yeah, Luca. Did you see him in training camp? He looks like he already put back on some weight. Um, but yeah. Skinny um, Luca, Cole. Yeah. Sadly, I think the Mavs got worse. And guess what? You know what Mavs fans do have? Uh, they have the sense of security that Luca Doncic is happy in uh, Dallas and he's going to be there for a long time. Just, you know. Let's let's draft some good guys and be good in the future. You know they still have good pieces, but I don't think this is their year. So you're you're assuming nothing from Jaden Hardy in his rookie year. No, I definitely 100 percent not. I don't think he's ready. Okay. No offense, Austin. I think Austin likes him. <laughs> Austin yeah, likes Austin, all. Screw you. Austin likes all young guards. Austin likes young men. Oh, that's that's play too ba- much. That play basketball. That play basketball okay. in the NBA. Shout out to Austin. Elon Phoenix basketball player. Okay. Chase, who is your sixth seed? Phoenix Suns. Phoenix Suns? Phoenix Suns, yes. My sixth seed is the Los Angeles Lakers. Really? Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, Phoenix Suns. It's not looking good. Not at all. For the Suns. Not even a little bit, really. Um, what What do you think about the Suns, Chase? To me, I look at the Suns, and the narrative the past couple years is who else is going to handle the ball besides Booker and Chris Paul? Who else is going to give them production? Yeah. They still haven't solved that. I mean, can And their, their strength last year, besides Devin Booker and Chris Paul, was, oh, they have this great defense, this great length, so many shooters. They don't even really have that. Like much anymore. Well, they're going to need a big jump from Cam Johnson. Um, yeah. He's going to be starting at the four this year. Um, I love him offensively. Um, defensively, he's he, you know he's 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 good some nights. Some nights he's not so good. Um, 
and they're going to need a really big jump offensively from Michael Bridges. Um, is it, is it, isn't it Mikhail Bridges? I hate this. And why is it spelled like that, bro? Like, why I'm is it pretty spelled? pretty sure it's Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail. You're right. You know you're 100% right. I know. They're going to need a big jump offensively from Mikhail Bridges. Um, who, you know, he was, he was, I, I'm, I'm going to say it, inconsistent three-point shooter last year. Yeah. Um, you know, they just need more out of him. Loss to Jay Crowder, I don't think that means much because I am accounting for a Cam Johnson jump. Um, how where big that jump gonna, will where be. Where is he going to go and for who? Honestly, I hope not the Miami Heat because I want to see a lot of our young guys fill the role that P.J. Tucker left. I don't even know what you can get back for a Jay Crowder. Yeah, I don't really know because, like, who do you want to give up? Like, the what? Suns are a, con- are a contender right now. They want a guy that can compete now. Like, the, what do they get from a second-round pick, first-round pick, any, like, you know, young guy? There's nothing. And then and Jay, Crowder, Jay Crowder is also a guy that you don't trade to a tanking team. Drake, yeah, that's what Drake I'm saying. Crowder is a guy that goes to a winning team. Yeah, so it's a really weird situation. Winning teams right now, I feel like, aren't missing – that exact player shooting, yeah. Well, shooting in defense, three and D, yeah, three and D, um, yeah. So, Jay Crowder, that's an odd situation. They just lost to the Adelaide Thirty Sixers. Yeah, that season. was. That I'm was gonna. Insane. We're gonna have more on that later. Um, but yeah, we're not looking good at all, at all. Devin no. Booker, but never mind. We'll talk about that more later. They were they were on the Lakers level to me this offseason of I would see moves they made. I was like Yeah. Okay. Joshua yeah. Kogi, okay. Landale. Why? No, he's dude, he's good. No, do not say that. Land, I'm a fan of Landale. No, but, but like I'm, not it's not I'm why. Phoenix? He's, no, 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 not why. He's a solid backup why big man. Why is Phoenix signing? What do you mean why is dude because Landale? Because he's a good player, that's why. Don't hate on him. You dude, he okay. he was the only guy on Damian the Phoenix. Lee? Why? That's yeah, that's not a good pickup. But why, dude? We saw them turn guys. We, we, we saw them turn misfits into contributing players. Bismack Biyombo played really well for them last year. Campaign, obviously, we saw out of the league. He he comes on Phoenix. He was averaging eight. He was having eighteen point playoff games. You know, so don't say that just yet because they could but turn around. We, they've offense. had a bad stretch. This could be one of those teams that has maybe a poor first month and they turn around like we saw the Hawks do last year. Maybe um, when Monty Williams gets fired. Who knows? Monty Williams is not going to get fired. I don't know why you keep pressing that because none of this was his fault. Maybe the DeAndre Aiden part you can fault him on, but no. We'll see how the beginning of the season goes. Okay. Okay. Next up, the four seed. I also have the Suns five seed, by the way. I know more Lakers talk. Okay. We talked about them. All right, fine. Um, okay. Four seed for you. Skip the five. We just talked about the five seed. You said your five seed was the My six Suns. seed was Phoenix. Your six seed was Phoenix. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. My five seed was Phoenix. Who's your five seed? Who was your six? Lakers. Oh, my five. Yep. Maverick. Mavericks. Did That's, you already say Mavericks? Mavericks yeah, is my seven seed. Okay. That's crazy. You're That's so crazy. you're crazy. So your thoughts are that the Mavericks are going to be better. What were they last year? The Mavericks last year? I think they were around the were, five last year. Oh, they were the four seed. Yeah. 52 wins. So you do think they're going to get worse? Slightly, but not much. Okay. Well, what do you have to say you're, as far as them being You're, you're talking size? about me. You put them at the seven seed. Yeah, I, I already said they were going to get worse. I said that. I said that in my spiel. 
Well, I just think that they're still going to be one of the best defensive teams in the league. Jason Kidd's still their head coach. He's still going to preach. That's pretty brazen. He's still going to preach defense every day through and through. Okay. They still have Luka Doncic, who's one of the best scorers and best basketball players on human earth. They're relying on JaVale McGee starting at the five. That's pretty iffy. JaVale's not starting at their five. Yes, he is. As no, of right now, Kleeb is coming off the bench. Why is Kleeb coming that off he's the even bench? A, not that he's even a five, really. I'm going to make some calls. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You got pulled down there in Dallas? I, mm, I know someone who knows someone that played for them. So I could get in contact with somebody on Dallas. If I really wanted to, I could get someone in Dallas's phone number. Same. Okay. I but bet I can do, do it faster. No, no. No, I 100%. I can do it faster. Because my contact that knows someone that knows someone, I'm, I'm more in contact with him than you are. So I don't. No. Yeah, no. Not. No, I am. 100%. I was actually texting with that guy today. So Same. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. I was texting today. Somebody by the name of John Legend. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> that's so... That's That was not my... How does he know anyone in Dallas? That was not who I was talking about. They're all just at, at Google.com or at Apple. This doesn't even make sense. You know John Legend's a singer, right? You didn't get the reference, I guess. Okay. No, I don't get it at all, actually. Did the office reference? No, I don't get it. I don't get it. Okay. Woof.com. Check it out. Okay. Okay. Is he like somebody by the name of John Legend? Okay, whatever. Okay. Okay, Mavericks. Dwight Powell's not their center anymore, Cole? No, Dwight Powell is on the bench. Okay, so their second group is way better than the first group front court wise <laughs> Dude, this is just... I just don't... I don't believe you that JaVale's their starting center. Why would he be their starting center? As of right now, JaVale McGee's listed as their starting center. So. Where? Sources. Sources. ESPN.com. Yeah, ESPN, their rankings. Did you see their rankings? And you're going to trust ESPN.com That's for not, anything? Dude, rankings are subjective. Why, does, he, are why subjective. does ESPN do those rankings every year? Just for them to like not be real. Yeah, they're, they're warriors with stuff. They're just like number funny. five in the league, DeAndre Ayton. Ever like it's like why? Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah. Um, I think we touched on the Mavericks enough. Um. Okay. Four they're seed. Just, they're not a seven seed, but okay. Okay, we'll see. Four seed. Denver. That Denver is your fourth seed. Denver is my fourth seed. That's cr- that's in. I have the Grizzlies. Okay. Last year was a last year was a very weird year as far as the Western Conference goes. Would you not agree? I'd fully agree. Yeah, I mean, you saw a lot of the teams with very little continuity, a lot of injuries from star players. It was just all over the place. A lot of piecing stuff and together for every team in the West. You know what team had the most continuity by far? Who? The Memphis Grizzlies. Aside from one little Ja Morant injury. John Morant was injured on and off the whole that's, season. That's not true. He missed 20 games, I believe. Um, but, yeah, they had more continuity than everybody. Okay? And, they, and I'll, I'll okay. give them this. They had a really good infrastructure, and that helped. But I just don't see them remaining in the top three with how much improved the rest of the West is. I think it was a case of too much too soon, not to mention – their second best player, Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr., Mr. Foul Machine, is going to miss the first month and a half of the year. That's something to look out for. You're forgetting they have Jake LaRavia on roster. Oh, I'm not forgetting. And Kenneth Lofton Jr. Kenneth Lofton Jr. is going to be on the Memphis Hustle. Two fours right there. Those are oh, yeah, Santi those- Aldama. Heard of him? 
I have heard he was getting a lot of minutes in the preseason game I was watching. Um, okay. Good so there's your four spot right there. Uh, Next question. Yeah, that doesn't make up for Jaron Jackson's defense. Next question. No. Um, Next question. I just don't see how you can have the Grizzlies in your top three with how much more loaded up this West is. Really, I don't. So I can't wait for you to explain that. I know you're right now. You're talking about no. I'm I'm almost more set in my ways about where I have Memphis now. Okay, explain to me how you have Denver in the fourth spot behind the Memphis Grizzlies. Because that doesn't make any sense. So you look at the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, and you see... Hey, 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 hey. Take a deep breath. No, you don't tell me what to do. You, you, that's bad for the listeners' ears. You don't do that. Deep breath time for everybody. There you go. That wasn't a deep breath. Go. You look at the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray, it's out there that he's not fully back, fully in rhythm yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Michael he, Porter he, Jr. Well, okay, you must have bad information. Keep going, though. Keep going, though. Don't, don't stare at me like that. No, keep going. Michael Porter Jr. is a guy that has had on and off back problems his whole career. There's no way he plays 65 games. Not even saying he's going to have a major injury, just off of pain management, injury management things. He will miss games. And Yeah, keep going. That's, that's your only reason? Aaron Gordon... What about him? What about Aaron Gordon? There's nothing to say <laughs> about Aaron Gordon. <laughs> All I was going to say is he's, he's a gonna, solid player. He's yeah, athletic he's play and he his can role. shoot. I'm just going through their, their top four guys. Aaron Gordon is going to play his role. He's not going to do much more not going to do much less. That's what they have him there for. Okay. Okay. There's nothing to scream about that. So we're on the same page. Why would you scream about that? Because, like, why are you – what are you saying? Obviously, Nikola Jokic, best center on the planet. So he's going to do what he does. But – what I'm saying is they know what they have and they understand that they just need to get to the playoffs and they don't need to be that top three team that's, that's stressing over every night. They need their guys to be ready for the postseason, which is something that they haven't had in past years and which is something that they want this year. They want to see their top four together, healthy, 100% in the postseason. I mean, at this point, this is silly. What is silly about that? I don't know if you're familiar with your head coach, Michael Malone. Um, I find myself, I found myself watching a heck of a lot of Nuggets games last year, <laughs> and I seem to remember Nikola Jokic uh, in the in the in the last three minutes of games where they're up 25 points still in the game. Do you think they're not going to go hard for every win this year? No, that's laughable. Ha ha. I don't. Jamal no, Murray. No, I'm not going to say already that. back already healthy, was already making highlight plays in the preseason. Michael Porter Jr. played in the preseason. That right there shows me they're not really worried about his back because if they were, they wouldn't have him running around in preseason games, of which he shot really well and played really well. Well, if they, Jamal I think Murray if they, if they is do looking again. extremely comfortable. He's been playing and working out all summer long. There was rumors he was going to be back last year for the postseason. And he ended up not erring in the side of caution. If they do this formula this again, we'll run. see what happens. If they do this formula again, we'll see what happens. You'll I see think these guys' health need to be monitored way more closely. Because yeah, they yeah, haven't yeah, had yeah, a full team yeah, in the postseason yeah, yet. They're young and uh, they're not gearing as young up. As you think. They're as young as I think. No. Yes. Not as young as you think. Yes, they are. Three seed. I bet we have the same one. Clippers. Yes. The Clippers. They got John Wall. They're healthy. Kawhi's looking good. 
Paul George is Paul George. I mean, we saw him in the Rico Paul Hines George runs. George is who? He's Paul George. We oh, saw him in the Rico okay. Hines runs. Paul George is Paul George. Running against those Raptors guys, making everybody look silly. That reverse, that reverse through the leg step back is on point. Shout out Jamie Hawkins for the defense on that. Hami Hawkins was a Hami No, what I didn't like about that guy, uh, for those who don't know, Hami Hawkins, UCLA, one of the best basketball, uh, Great college basketball, basketball player. player. He's one of the best college basketball players. And everybody, everybody because saw of that. how he looks. Because he's wearing baggy shorts. Everybody saw that video and was like, why is Paul George playing against a bricklayer from L.A.? Like, they, they thought he was just, like, in some like random a, gym like a playing Walmart pick employee. up with guys at, at the Y. Like, Amihaka, he's a guy. He's a guy. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I'm really interested in seeing how the rotation goes as far as who's going to finish the games uh, for the Clippers in the guard spot. Because Reggie Jackson practically ran the team last year, but... I'm a firm believer that John Wall is definitely better than him. Um, there might be some bias there because I love John Wall. John Wall, not it's not a might. There is bias there. John Wall's in my five favorite players in the NBA. Um, he's just the man. Actually, if you want to, because I know so much of the Clippers. If you want to look at my notes for the Clippers, all I wrote was John Wall. Chase can confirm that. Yeah, there's a big bold Clippers and then John Wall under it. Yeah. They got John Wall, and that is the Do you most have extensive notes for every team? That's my notes for every team. Yeah, I didn't do that. Okay. Um, this is what I have. John Wall is the most underrated acquisition of the entire summer, and I stamp so on that. So, again, bias there. But. No, he's, no, dude, he's a, he's a big get, and I promise you he's going to be contributing, and he's going to do everything he can to stay healthy. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. I love John Wall too, but to say he was the number one acquisition this offseason, I said he was the most underrated. Oh, okay. I didn't. I, I heard that wrong. Because a lot of people were saying like, "Oh, so what? They got John Wall. He hasn't played in two years. He's yeah. been. He's been. It's not like he's been injured the past two years. He's been chomping at the no, bit. He's literally been told not to play. He's been chomping so at the crazy. bit to get on the court. Yeah. And this is something he's so hungry for, so excited for. And you can see it in his workout videos. You can see it in everything he does. The way he moves around, how he's operating right now, he's so ready to get back on the court and yeah. prove everyone wrong. Um, and I mean, you know, Kawhi, Kawhi's Kawhi, and I'm Kawhi's gonna be Kawhi. Paul George is gonna be Paul George. Yeah, it's as long as Paul. I don't. I think Kawhi is gonna stay healthy this year, and he's gonna make sure of it. As long he's as still gonna play Paul George stay healthy, stays healthy, then I think the Clippers are prized to have this top three Western Conference run. I think they're literally. This roster is going to coast to the three seed. I think they could too. They're so deep. There's so many guys on here right, like, that could play. I you mean, could, you Luke Kennard is going to be like their eighth man. Exactly. And that's the guy who would be starting on a lot of teams. Um, Robert Covington, really good. Just a lot of guys. And one thing, now it sucks they lost Isaiah Hartenstein. He was probably the best backup big in the league last year. Um, and that's, you know, yeah. a lot of people saw that. I would bet they pick up another true five. Before um, you know the before the trade deadline, maybe a um, Jock Lindale. They wish they had a guy Jock like Lindale Crowder trade to the Suns. They wish they had a guy like him. Um, no, no, he's practically untouchable to the Suns. So don't say that. Um, maybe maybe a Jakob Pertle deal. Who knows? Um, yeah, is in the works. That could be. That genuinely could be in the cards. Yeah, um, but you know, I, don't, I think they're not comfortable with having Zubas as their only true five on roster. Um, so yeah. Clippers. Yeah, good. I mean, the Clippers, obviously, like we touched on it. Last year, no Paul George for most of the season, no Kawhi for the whole season. Mm -hmm. Still were a playoff team. Yeah. So I, It sucks that they didn't beat the Wolves, though, in that playing game. I would agree. So, yeah. 
Okay. Two seed. Memphis. Warriors. Dude, that's ridiculous. Like, that's the most ridiculous. You think. Just think about this. Think about this. Because they were the two seed. the Warriors at two? Yes. Who's your one? The Grizzlies were the two seed last year. They didn't do anything to get better except age. Yeah. That's a huge thing. No, you're not letting you finish. The rest of the West got way better. No, I don't think they did. What are you... Okay. Okay. You're saying they didn't? The The Kings got better. The Blazers got better. The Mavericks got worse. The Blazers got better now. Now the Blazers got better. I'm not saying they're in the talks for that. I'm saying everyone in the West got better. You said no. I'm telling you, the Kings got better, undeniable. The Blazers got better, undeniable, because they got Damian Lillard back, and they got Jeremy Grant, and they got Gary Payton. That's undeniable. You can't say otherwise. Okay. Lakers... They were awful last year. They got better <laughs> simply because Anthony Davis was playing. They got better. You, and you can't say otherwise. I okay? don't know if they got better. They literally could not have gotten worse because they didn't make the playoffs. Okay? Clippers obviously got better. Warriors obviously got better. Nuggets obviously got better. So you saying that is bonkers. Them being at the two seed, you're saying they're going to stay at the same level of good is nuts. And I hope you fathom that right now. Yeah, the reason I'm saying this and you're going to interrupt me right away. You look at the teams in the Western Conference, how I've just laid it out. Clippers will coast to a three seed. They're content with having a three seed. Nuggets are going to somewhat coast to the four seed. So you just think everyone's coasting except for the Bucks. I think these te- there's a lot of older teams in the Western Conference that need to be healthy for the playoffs. I'm, I'm not going to talk. It's, it's pointless to talk about coasting. The, Grizz, the Grizzlies are a young, hungry team still with a lot to prove. Yeah, a young, hungry team that, that improved is prized for mistakes. They, made, they had a mistake less regular season last year. Jaron Jackson Jr. is not going to be coming in healthy. He's going to miss the first month and a half. Okay, and that's a big loss. They're not I as don't deep. don't think that's as big of a loss as you think it is. Yes, they, they're it, not I, as deep I front really court as they are don't in think the backcourt. John Morant also was one of the best point guards in the league last year and has only gotten better. Dude, this is crazy. So, okay. Okay. I think they're going to be fighting tooth and nail for every win, unlike other teams in the Western Conference. They're young. They want to prove something. Right. For sure. Yeah. Okay. We'll agree to disagree, and I can't wait to see them be middle of the pack West. Okay. Um, The Golden State Warriors, that's your one seed, I guess. Yes? Oh, no. Spurs? I had the Rockets as my one seed. Ah, big KPJ guy. Yes. Jalen Green. Ah, okay. I respect that. Yeah, no, um, obviously the Warriors won. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors, there's really not much to talk about with them because they're the Warriors other, other than the fact that James Wiseman is going to be a contributor this year. Um, and they got Devin Chenzo, they they're, got Jay Michael Green. Their first-year guys last year. Yeah, they're going to be a lot better. under their belt, a lot better. Yeah. Um, I'm expecting, you know – People talk about Kaminga a lot. Moses Moody is the person I'm hearing is that's going to make the biggest jump. I think he's a regular season guy. Yeah, and I, uh, he we saw him play a lot against the Nuggets in the – or no, in the, I'm tripping right now. Who the hell do they play in the – oh, Ma- Mavericks. I'm so sorry. Uh, we saw him play a good amount in the Mavericks series. So, But, yeah, people are talking about how he's going to fill that uh, Gary Payton Jr. role, Gary Payton the second junior whatever role that, um, you know, he had last year. Okay. So – I'm excited for that. Not to mention, he's already better offensively than Gary Payton Jr. Maybe not as good of an offensive rebound Baldwin cutter. Patrick Jr., also a very underrated draft pick, I think. I don't think he's going to even play a little bit. So okay. I think you're special for that one. I think he'll, when he gets in, I think there will be bright spots. I mean, 
the one thing that you are right about that is there's going to be a lot of games where they're going to be resting guys. They're going to be in blowout wins. Right. There will be positives when he's yeah. on the court. But I think. Moses Moody's not going to be a regular season player. He's going to be playing in the playoffs. That I could. I would. But I, would. I mean, this is another team in the West last year that kind of had injuries throughout, had to piece things together. Yeah. I'm, I think it worked out for them. And this year they have everybody back healthy. Clay with a full year under his belt after missing two years. Draymond is Draymond, and then one thing's for sure: Steph hopefully doesn't get hurt for three months this year. Let's agree. Let, we can agree on this: they're going to be winning a good amount more games than last year. Yeah, um, yeah. Everyone got better, and they could not be less. They couldn't get less healthy than they were last year. So their health is going to be better. It literally has to be. They couldn't get worse or in health. Nah, could not. Okay, my one seed: the Denver Nuggets. I am calling a 60-win season for the Denver Nuggets. And I'm holding that on the basis that not only did all their role players get better, and with that, I'm saying how, you know, we're going to see a big jump from Busy Bones, okay? Um, He's going to be an upgrade. He's going to be better. Um, Nobody on the Grizzlies that is young got better, though. Nope. Mm-mm. Not okay. a single one. All right. Nope. Not no. So Busy Bones is going to take the Nuggets to the one seed. <laughs> you would there you have it. Okay. That was par for the court. <laughs> See you next week. The Busy Nuggets, Bones will take the Nuggets to the one seed. The Nuggets got 48 wins last year. Uh-huh. And they added two all-star level players. Nice. Jokic is going to stay at that level. Dude, Jokic dragged them, and I mean dragged them, to that 48 wins. And this year, I'm expecting the same exact productions. <sighs> You can't do that. I'm expecting the same exact production, except just way better players around. How can he have the same production with the ball in his hand less? Yeah, Which maybe clearly less, and, and less inevitably scoring, will happen. Less scoring. I'm going to see a drop from 29 to maybe 25. How is Michael Porter Jr. going to get his jab step threes up if Jokic has the ball? More assists for Jokic. Uh, Easier assists for Jokic. Dude, they... But if he has the ball for that amount of time, it can't be an assist. 60 wins... For the Nuggets. Okay. And if Jokic remains at that level of production, along with being the one seed, good chance he uh, is the first player since Larry Bird to win a three-peat. MVP. Too bad the winner of the West is going to have to have 78 wins. That's I think the Warriors are going to go 78 and four. That's silly. That's just silly. I see. I honestly think. be good for second. I honestly think there's only going to be maybe one or two teams that win 60 games. Um. I think, yeah, I think it'll be very tight. Yeah. I think games will be very valuable Yeah, for all teams. It's, wait, no, I thought a lot of teams were going to be coasting and not put a lot of value in. Yeah. <laughs> Way to contradict yourself. Let's it's not contradict. Yeah, it is. Let's move on to loser of the week. We got to go loser first or winner? We always go loser first. You want to end on a happy note. All right. Um, as far as loser and winner goes. My loser of the week is the Phoenix Suns. Again? Yeah. Why are we going back-to-back losers of the week? Dude, because they lost again All right. the week by losing to the Adelaide 36ers. I guess they did lose. They became the, the first-ever NBA team to lose to an NBL team. Now, wait a minute. You might be saying... Uh, okay, NBL. Oh. The Spurs lost to um, Tel Aviv. Yeah, I know. Way I, back. I said NBL. Um, now, you might be thinking, oh, well, Cole, I mean, the 36ers, they probably have a lot of continuity. They're probably really good. They're probably a juggernaut of the NBL. 
You know, they've probably been practicing all summer and That's such. That's where you're wrong. No. The Adelaide 36ers were quoted by an NBL follower as the Detroit Pistons of the NBL last year. They went 12-18 and 18 last year in NBL play. I wouldn't call that juggernaut. Would you call that juggernaut? Juggernaut, no. No. Under no, 500, yes. No juggernaut. Um, and Devin Booker posts a cl- uh, screenshot from a LeBron interview. That was so unnecessary. It was, dude. Why did he you do that? You didn't even play. You barely, you barely played. You didn't play in the second half. And you lost a preseason game. And you're going to post that. The Suns, you know, like when, it, when something's hot, it's not cringe. And the second it's like, you know, it starts to turn, you're like, okay, this is cringe. Yeah. Right now, for me, everything the Suns are doing is cringe to me. Everything's cringe. Everything's cringe. They're, the release of the Suns uniform pictures with DeAndre Ayton wearing the, the gold chain and the glasses, that was cringe I to me. I don't the like... The fact that they're overdoing their classic uniform stuff and colorways. I don't like the direction the Suns are taking with their uniforms. Um, I, I don't like I the really fact don't like them at all. I love the old Suns uniforms. Yeah. Um, I just don't like like the Nike and then the Nike check under the Nike. Um, they're just getting like super AAU-ish to me with the prints on them. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the one bright spot for the Suns is, uh, rumor has it, and this is from like a business perspective, the Suns' selling of the team will be the biggest price any NBA team has ever sold that's for. That's so ever. cringe. That's a little cringe, though. Yeah, you're right. Paying for an NBA team? Dude, cringe. like a lot of being expensive, that's so cringe, Bro. dude. Why would you even be expensive? Like, why, why would you be expensive? Why? Like, you're going to make people spend money on you? Like, yeah. why? All right, who's your loser? Can't even beat the Dallas Mavericks. Like, yeah. what happened? No. All right, my loser of the week. Yep, Oreos. What do you? Can you guess an, the direction this is going, dude? Your loser Take of the week guess. has to be an NBA team. This no, this is NBA I related. Literally, have no idea. Giannis Antetokounmpo. What did he say about Oreos? I thought he loves Oreos. Last year, he loved Oreos. Oh, he doesn't like Oreos anymore. He posted a video a couple days ago. I guess they're going to Abu Dhabi to play. Yeah. So he posted a video on the plane a couple days ago. He's now addicted to Skittles. He said, no more Oreos this year. Skittles. Dude, Skittles. That's what he's going to be bringing around. Dude, Skittles was just named like the most unhealthy thing uh, yeah. you can eat. But Giannis, I guess, is just diving deeper into Skittles American culture. Skittles is linked culture. to cancer. So no more free promo for Oreos. Giannis is now Skittles. I link up with Marshall. He's now Marsh. addicted to Skittles. Well, good for him. It's very unfortunate Who for Oreos. is your winner of the week? My winner of the week, overall, is just the future of the league. Okay. Because last night, G League Ignite played Victor Wembanyama's French team. There has never been this much buzz over a G League team playing a French team in, in, in the history of basketball. Yep. And to see Scoot Henderson and Victor Wembanyama go at it like that, um, I think it just adds another layer to the NBA's drama that is and continually will be. And I think the league is just put farther in good hands. Man, you're, you're giving off real, uh, like, proud father vibes on the NBA. Like, just talking about the future. Well, I think it's just good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Respect. And they, they both showed out. Respect. 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 Um, it's hard to pick a winner during preseason. None of these games matter. It's like, you know. It's true. Um, 
Okay. Well, my winner of the week is Blake Griffin. He got signed. That's it. That's all I have. Blake Griffin. You're talking shit about my winner of the week, and you just bring up Blake Griffin because he got a contract? Yeah, Blake Griffin, baby. He got signed. Don't talk about my winner of the week like that when you just say Blake Griffin because he got signed. I'm going to be honest with you. I had a winner of the week, and I forgot who it was. And it's just a rookie-level podcasting move. That is cringe. Right no, you know what's funny? I was looking at my I was like, who's my winner of the week? And I looked at my notes, and I didn't have anything there. But I knew I knew I had something Couldn't in be mind. Me. Yeah. Could not be me. So we're going to go with Blake Griffin because I'm happy that he got signed. Um, good for Blake. Um, yeah. So we are on to the tweet of the week. You can go first. Okay. Um, my nominees for tweet of the week are a tweet from a man by the name of SLC Lunk. All right. Um, and it's cancer. I, this is not political at all. This is a comment on NBA basketball. And it's cancer tweeted, Hashtag China cannot invade the U.S. from the outside, but they can do it from the inside. And the NBA is just a very, very small example of it. Way to, way to crinkle that water bottle subtly, buddy. China cannot invade the U.S. from the in- outside, but they can do it from the inside. And the NBA is a very, very small example of it. SLC Lunk tweets, Listen, man. You're the absolute last person I'm going to hear out on interior defense. I have seen that one. That's pretty funny. <laughs> um, so there's that. And tweet of the week. Um, this is, I mean, this was, there was a lot of tweets about this. The player on um, Met92, Victor Wamanyama's team, by, with the last name of Ho You Fat. Um, yeah, that just Some guy tweeted a picture and internet. just said, hold up, what? Mm-hmm. Ho You Fat. Tweet of the Week nominees. Who are your Tweet of the Week nominees? To, what did you just say? Who are your Tweet of the Week nominees? Who are the nominees? Good one. My first nominee is Steve Ballmer's speech that he made at the beginning of the Clippers preseason game oh, yeah. in Seattle. All right. We'll, we'll, put a, we'll put a small clip of that in there. I can play it right now through the mic. I think it'll work. It's just literally Steve Ballmer's just screaming at the top of his lungs for a minute and a half. Okay, like, play the first, like, 15 seconds. I don't know how he doesn't run out of breath, but here's the beginning of it. No, but he, he goes on at that exact volume for the whole clip. It's a minute and a half. He just screams He's the screaming. whole clip. <laughs> like, dude, you have a microphone. You're like you're a you're a billionaire oh sports gosh. owner. He's just like all you do is scream. You just talk to the people. Oh my god! You can express gratitude without screaming. Jeez. Um, my second tweet of the week nominee is um, I'm sure you've seen this. Yep. Andre Iguodala had an interview, and somehow they got on the topic of Dante Divincenzo. His quote. You haven't seen this? No. His quote is, "He's really good." I have this funny thing with white players. It's like, yo, it ain't too many of y'all that are really good, but he's good. I'm like, you're one of the white guys that can actually belong at a high level. This is a fake tweet. No. That's a fake tweet. No, it's not. Who tweeted that? Legion Hoops. It's everywhere. How many O's? 
Two O's, Cole. Just look up Andre no. Iguodala. Look it up. Dude, that's nuts. Look it up. He's remember remember last year the Duncan Robinson tweet about how it's everywhere. Look, look, just scroll through that. Wow. That's a real tweet. That's Warriors move. Okay, that's wow. Yeah. Do, do you remember last year when the the fake tweet about him thinking Duncan Robinson was a ball boy? Nah. You don't remember that? Uh, no, I do remember that. I do. Yeah. No, yeah, he's that's pretty crazy. I did just, not. I, I just thought that was really funny. Oh my gosh, that's funny. You're just like, oh, an NBA player is good. Like, okay, that's a shock, I guess. Oh wow, you, you have a multi, you have a ten million dollar contract. Right. You belong in the NBA. Wait a second, he's good at basketball. Yeah, I I'm gonna be honest. I read Andre Iguodala's autobiography, and he's a really negative guy. Like he's he's I've also some somewhat reverse racist. Um, I'm just gonna say that. Like, so you should have seen some of the stuff he wrote. But yeah, Andre Iguodala, he's a Good business mind, good defensive player, not high on white guys. Um, on to the trivia question. What, what three bullet points? Well, are we going to make a winner or we're we just going to nominate tweets of the week? Um, you're right. Uh, I think winner, I mean, I think it has to go to. Uh, I think to me it's a good dollar because that's just yeah, a blasphemous thing to say. That's pretty crazy. I don't know. I think Ho You Fat kind of just Ho You Fat wins like Twitter moment of the night. Like no one expected that. Yeah, your name's Ho You. F- I I I go Ho You Fat. I, they're just both like they don't come around very often. Steve Vollmer screams every day about something. Yeah. But what Steve, was your other nomination? Um, what's it called? The, uh, the interior. Uh, Ennis uh, Cantor. Ennis Cantor stuff is also like every day. There's something. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go Ho You Fat. Um, NBA right. tie for first trivia year. question. Chase, I will be asking you. Drum roll, please. No, 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 you don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do it's that. a drum roll. It's a good drum roll. Bro, you're being like the Phoenix Suns right now. That's cringe. You're being like the Phoenix Suns. Okay. Fucking stop it. Drum roll. I don't like you. I don't like you. We're I gonna never f- have like We're going to fist fight after this. We're not friends anymore. Great. Then we'll do this as not friends. Okay. The GM yearly survey came out past few days. Thought we were talking sports, not cars. Silly guy. Ha. And you will have to guess some of the survey results. All right. Are you ready? Sure. Who did the GM say will win the 2022-23 Kia MVP? MVP. Luca. Yes. Who did the GM say... They would like to start a franchise today with any NBA player. Who would they sign to start their franchise? Hmm. I feel like I want to say Luca again. Or nope. Giannis. 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 What did GM say was the player that forces opposing coaches to make the most adjustments? Steph. Yes. Who did GM say was the most likely to have a breakout season? Most likely to have a breakout season. Now, this is subjective. Not Busy Bones. Surprisingly, it was not Busy Bones. Um, Do you want a hint? Yeah. G- give me East or West. He's a, he's a second-year guy. That's what I'm going to say. East or West? No. <laughs> that gives it away? <laughs> no, it doesn't give it away. You should just be able to – second-year guy. Who do you think have a breakout year? 
Um, Scotty Barnes. No. Cade. No. Why am I blanking? Wagner. No. That would be my pick, though. Um, Jeez, Louise. This is like. I don't know why I'm blanking. He was like the second most high profile rookie last year. And of all the top rookies, he was on the second best team. Do you give up? Here's a hint. He's over seven feet tall. I'm so lost right now. For he plays reason. the power forward position. He's in the East. I like this is really bad. I'm blanking on any. He's name in. Right he's now. in one of the worst states in the country. You're gonna have to keep going. I'm real. This is really okay. Bad. Great. Um, let's see. He is on a team that made a trade, a big trade, this past off season. This, this just he has a he has a he has a brother that he played basketball with. Okay, you could say that about almost anybody in the NBA. He played very, very, very high level basketball with his brother. Bobo. No, they didn't play. Fun maker. No. Okay, he played college basketball in the Pac-12 oh, with God his brother. Damn, Evan Mobley. Why? How did I forget him? You're the worst. I told you, I blinked on. Like I blinked on every. Na- I did so well up to that point. That could have been a standalone trivia question. Okay, who is the <laughs> name the player? <laughs> who did GM say was the best point guard in the NBA? Steph. Who did the GM say was the best shooting guard in the NBA? Best shooting guard in the NBA. You suck at this. You should be able to bang these out. James Harden. No. Are you nuts? Not even top three. Um, Jalen Brown. No. He's on a cringe team. Devin Booker. Yeah, jeez. Who did GM say was the best small forward? LeBron. No. Giannis. No. What is Giannis? Power forward. Luca. No. This is crazy. Who is it? Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. Who did GM say was the best power forward? Giannis. Who did GM say was the best center? Jokic. By a, a long shot. Yeah, no, Giannis or Jokic got seventy nine percent of the votes, which is pretty crazy. And that will do it for this week's trivia. Really bad job. I really started. Really off. Bad I started job off by you. Really well. Yeah, you did. But the fact that you didn't get Evan Mobley would have been my second guess. I'll say Scotty Barnes for my first guess. Evan I told Mobley, you, I literally blanked on everything. Dude, you're you're bad to those. That was questionable. Um, I'm never a big NBA trivia guy. I don't know why. Yeah, you really aren't. You really aren't. I'm a big trivia guy, though. Not on colleges of guys that are in the NBA. Oh, my gosh. I don't follow college basketball. That's why. I don't either. I just know them. Okay, well, that. Um, I wanted to fit this last thing in. Um, just as I told everyone listening to this podcast, they got a they you know, head start on this. We saw a lot of Bam out of the bio at the four spot in the Heat's preseason oh, game. Oh, God. And he was one for one from three. Turn the podcast off now. You don't need to subject yourself to listening to this. Okay. Um, and that about wraps it up for this week's edition of Par for the Court podcast. Hope everyone enjoyed. I promise you there won't be another bad Heat update at the end of the podcast. Oh I will make gosh. sure of it. Okay. We thank you all for listening. Peace out. And goodbye. It's par for
for the court podcast.